Fireside. My name is Brian Pru. I'm a pastor in Connecticut, a good friend to Andy and Kate's, and I'm so pleased to be with you all this morning. So I'd love to share a story. So he'd been in the church a while, and he had started to experience all the wonderful things that came along with knowing Jesus. And he also got to experience all the, the hard things that came along with being part of Jesus' people. And so as he was um, in the church and wrestling with some of these things, he started to just think, uh, maybe there's more I'm missing. Maybe there's something I'm just not quite, not quite having or getting. Maybe I need to start listening to the people that are telling me some of these things. And uh, I almost imagine that there's a moment where someone from the Ephesian church ends up going to another church. And if we read the book of Ephesians, you can see that Paul starts talking about this church that is divided and is hurting. And uh, people are hurting each other and, and because they think that they're pursuing the path of righteousness that God has for them. And I, I wonder if, if someone goes out of town for business, leaves the Ephesian church, and then goes to another church and has a totally different experience, do they have this moment where they think, oh man, this is better. I like this. Maybe I'll just stay here. Uh, but we can see from the Apostle Paul that as he's writing to the church that his heart for the church is to be a place and to be a people that build paths of righteousness so that people might discover the goodness and the wonder of God. And I think too often what happens is uh, we as humans, we we struggle and we wrestle because we're we're trying to figure out What's the best way? And once we found it, we have to tell everyone, this is the way by which you pursue God. This is the way you should pray. This is the way you should worship. This is the way you should heal. And I know as your community has gone through these past months and years, uh, you're in a community that's in need of healing. And so I, I want to preach this morning about building paths of righteousness, restoration, and healing. Because I think in the end, all those three things are so connected. Because as we discover God's healing, we discover his restoration, we discover his renewal, but we also discover a heart and a vision for a community that, uh, that makes paths for people to find the same. So I want to read our scripture for this morning. And uh, if you have your Bibles with you, your devices, I don't care what you have. I can't see you really. So grab Ephesians 3. We're going to be in verses 14 through 21. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. If you're using the NIV or another ESV, it's all good. So uh just follow along with me. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. When I think of all this... I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us 
to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. What I love about this passage is it's really Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church, for a church that is struggling and wrestling and is fractured, uh, a church that needs healing. And what I love about it is Paul kind of starts to kind of give them a roadmap for how to start building a path towards the righteousness and, and the wonder and the, the image of what the church should be. And so I just want to kind of talk that through with you all, because I think as we talk about what life looks like for your church and for you as you continue to pursue God's healing and God's restoration in your lives, I think there's some things that I would love for us to journey together in. Uh, the first one that really jumps out to me is when Paul's speaking uh, to the church, he's really praying that they would be empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I, I know you guys talk about the Holy Spirit at Fireside, but I remember growing up in the church and the Holy Spirit in some ways oftentimes was the silent member, the silent partner of the trio. Uh, he was the one that uh, got some good press at times, but too often there wasn't enough clarity on what the Holy Spirit actually does or wanted to do. And so in some ways, you just kind of stop talking about him. You know, well, yeah, may the Spirit be with you. That would be great. Uh, and what I've discovered is the Spirit is so much more than maybe what I had experienced. And maybe your experience was different, and that's okay. But one of the things that I think that has really encountered me was just the Spirit is the tangible nearness of God that we get to experience. Uh, it's the spirit that indwells our hearts. It's the spirit that is speaking to our hearts and calling us into a relationship with Jesus before we even know the love and the wonder of who God truly is and how he, he wants eternal relationship with us. It's the spirit that's moving and speaking, the spirit that's giving us guidance and wisdom, the spirit that is our comforter and our source of wisdom. Uh, I said wisdom twice. It's that important. But uh, one thing I would love to encourage you in is just to take a moment and really do this. God, Holy Spirit, what do you want to speak to me today? How do you see me? What's your position towards me? We've done that a number of times in our kids' camps in the summer. And what's amazing is uh, when the kids answer, no one ever says, God doesn't love me. God's mad at me. God's trying to do something to hurt me. Uh, what's remarkable is too often uh, it's God loves me. God sees me. God has a plan for me. And I think sometimes when we pause and we go before the Lord and say, Lord, we need you to speak, uh, we're trying to tell the Lord what we need him to speak into. And sometimes there's some things that he wants to say to our hearts before he can even speak to that thing. Because there's, there's a place of healing 
or place of restoration that he wants to bring uh, his power and his spirit directly into. And so I'd ask you this, what do you need from the Lord? And maybe the Lord's trying to give you the same thing. But maybe in this season where there's some tension in your soul, in your spirit, maybe the Lord's trying to say something else. Maybe he's trying to speak his worth, his value, his identity over you in a different way. What does it look like for this season to be empowered by the Holy Spirit as a passionate follower of Jesus who needs restoration? who needs healing, who needs to experience the forgiveness and the nearness of God in a new way. I've been marveling at you as a church fireside, the way that you've supported uh, the, the Bowers, the way that you've pressed in and prayed. Uh, but there's a hard thing that comes when God doesn't answer the prayers that we've prayed. Prayers that we prayed for healing for Ellie. Now we know ultimately she's fully healed and with Jesus. And there is some comfort in that. But our hearts still ache. And we still need the healing and the restoration of God. So what does it look like for you to sit with God this week, this day, and to allow his spirit to transform and to start to rebuild the paths of righteousness and healing in your own lives. I'm not saying everything's broken. Far from it, probably. But it feels different. And sometimes we need God's renewal and refreshment. Because as we build those paths in our hearts, as we allow our lives to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, we have something to offer someone who needs to find that same refreshment, that same renewal, to discover how wonderful God's righteousness is. That his righteousness and forgiveness are for, are for everyone to experience. So what are some ways that you need the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart and in your life this day, this week? The second thing that really jumps out of me in this past, jumps out to me, not jumping out of, jumps out of me, is that... Uh, Paul's heart and God's heart for his community is to be a community rooted in the depth of God's love. It is so easy to love people who love you. Uh, I've been trying to tell my kids this, that sometimes it's easy to love the people that love you. Sometimes it's hard to love your siblings, fair, but uh, at the end of the day, it is very hard to love people who you feel like are against you. And I'm not saying there are people against you, but uh, I think too often uh, we find in church that if we don't have some commonality, it, it's actually very hard to love. And I think what Paul's actually proposing is uh, Christ is our commonality. In Christ, we find the common ground enough that we need to discover the love that he has designed us to have within the body of Christ. And so uh, what does it look like for you to, to double down in this season on loving each other well, supporting each other as, 
as you grieve, as you process, but also supporting each other as, as you continue to build uh, the life that God has called us to, to live. And I think uh, a lot of this is coming out of this sense that I have in this season that we're building something all the time. And I think too often uh, what we're seeing in social media and what we're seeing in the world, uh, we're choosing to build some things based on uh, what we believe about how life should be here on earth, what we believe our government should look like, what we believe uh, this vaccine is, this uh, COVID is, all these things. And what ends up happening is instead of building a path towards the righteousness of God, we, uh, we get far enough down this path that we say, I am comfortable here. And now I'm going to actually start to build a little bit of a wall to insulate me and protect me and the way that I think this life should happen uh, so that I don't have to suffer. I don't have to live in a, a, a system or a, a society that I don't fully uh, have control over or, or embrace. And what ends up happening, we as believers take the good things about who God is, his, his righteousness, his forgiveness, the, the, the transforming power of his spirit. And we attach them to all these other things that, ha- that give us purpose or safety. And what ends up happening is when we've attached them to those things, our, our, uh, our views of the world, our politics, our, our belief about church, our, all these things, we start to insulate ourselves from uh, having to go any further down the path because we're building a comfortable kingdom. And what ends up happening is when that kingdom is challenged, when that wall is broken, when someone pokes at that thing that uh, is near and dear to our heart and what we believe Jesus is calling uh, us or our society or our world to, uh, it it hurts. And what ends up happening too often is uh, we react with hurt. And so we question, could God love this other person? Should I love this other person? Is Are they my enemy? Uh, and I think what I would love to see for our church, not just Fireside, but our global church, would be a church that's so committed to building a path where anyone and everyone has an opportunity to discover the depth of the love of God because they've seen it in the depth and the love of a community that's sold out for him, a, a community that's transformed by his spirit, that is uh, continually expecting God, not just to do the miraculous, but to do uh, his kingdom work here on earth. Like uh, I've been reading this week, and one of the things that's really struck me is uh, how often am I talking about a relationship with God as really just that guarantee towards heaven? And I miss out on the prayer of Jesus when he teaches us to pray. And, uh, you know, like, well, it's not in Jesus's prayer, but we've added on to it. But we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom is meant to impact this earth in such a, a radical way that the world sees God, not his followers, but they see God. And so 
it really comes uh, from the passage that is in my mind. You know, they will know you're my disciples by the way that we love each other. And so what does it look like in for you, Fireside, for us in this season to really learn how to love each other when we don't disagree or when we don't agree on so many things in this world, but because we have that common bond in Christ, that commitment to his kingdom work and his gospel, we can disagree wholeheartedly on many of the things we see happening in our society and our world. But because we are so united in Christ, we are making the pathway of righteousness so wide open that anyone might come across it and find him. Um, yeah, that's a prayer, I guess, for me, for the church. And then the last piece that I see in this is uh, there's a promise that uh, Paul is making to the church that uh, we will be full of the life and the power that comes from God. And it's easy to say, it's harder to feel, because too often we're keenly aware of our own shortcomings, or our disappointments are too near. And I'm not saying that you should never be disappointed, but sometimes uh, we're disappointed in God. And I'm not going to say that it's uh, always a bad thing. It's, it's okay to be disappointed that the Lord did not move in the way that you wanted him to move. It's okay to feel disappointed that God didn't answer that prayer. It's okay, but we can't live in that place forever. The challenge is we don't always get to make sense of the why. We don't always know why God didn't move the way that we wanted him to, that we needed him to, that we desperately believed he was going to do. And so part of that fullness in life is not just about uh, God always doing the things that we need or want. It's not just about always just being okay with whatever he does. Part of that fullness in life comes through uh, the hard work of journeying with God over the mountaintops and into the deep valleys. Uh, the Christian life is one, not so much where we have victory in all things on this earth. We have victory in all things in Christ eternally. But on this earth, we will suffer for his name. We will go through challenges and hardships but he's offered to journey with us. So finding the fullness of life of God and God is, is very much uh, an everyday battle and an everyday journey. It's the acknowledgement to say, God, I don't know why, but I trust that you are good because you have said so. I've seen it in other places in my life. And while this doesn't feel good, it does not change the fact that you are. Where is the Lord calling you into his fullness? Where do you need to wrestle with him in the valley? What are the things that you need healing in so that in turn you might actually provide healing to others? Um, some good friends of mine walked through a really hard season uh, a number of years ago. 
and it was a season they would wish on no one else. Uh, it's still very hard for them to chat and talk about. Uh, but one of the miraculous things that came out of that season was uh, in their journey of healing, as they wrestled in the valley, and they found other people who uh, were wrestling in the same way, uh, they found a community. And much like what we were talking about, many of whom were followers of Christ who, who were discovering the fullness of the love of God in a hard season. And it's not like it made everything better. It's not like it brought healing to the situation or to the hearts. Uh, but it gave them perspective. And it allowed them, even in the midst of their pain, even in the midst of their sorrow, to journey with others and to be able to speak of God's goodness even in dark places. Uh, to speak of God's healing even when it's not fully realized here on earth. To, to speak of God's faithfulness even when he doesn't do the things that we want him to do. And I guess, who are you journeying with, Fireside? Is it a spouse? Is it a friend? Is it a coworker? Is it someone else from church? Uh, community is so valuable, and a community that's rooted in love. Paul's prayer for this church in Ephesus is about a community that's really divided because uh, everyone's looking to make themselves important and righteous in their own eyes, and they stopped investing in the work of creating the path of righteousness so that people might find the love of God by the way that we live. Uh, don't stop investing just because it's just because it hurts or it's hard. Don't stop loving just because you don't agree. Don't stop believing and praying and pressing into the miraculous and the wonder of God's Spirit just because it hasn't come to fruition the way that we've wanted. Uh, this is a hard message because in a lot of ways uh, I've been a friend of Andy's for almost 20 years, over 20 years now. And this has hit me hard. And I know it's hit some of you even harder because you've been journeying with Kate and Andy so long. Uh, in this season, and we miss Ellie. And we prayed hard, and God didn't do the things that we asked. And yet, God's faithfulness is true. His love abounds. His spirit is near. What does it look like for us to press in, and discover his goodness, so that Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus could be the prayer for us. So I want to leave you, and I'm going to read this passage very much as a benediction. My prayer over you, Fireside Church, and us, the church globally. So again, hear these words. I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. 
Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Fireside, I'm praying for you. My family's praying for you. We're praying for Andy and Kate. As you continue to invest and press into where the Lord is calling you as a church and as you as individuals, may you build pathways of healing and righteousness so that as you journey in this season, others might see the goodness of God revealed to you revealed through you and revealed in you. Blessings.